still need a name for this thing. I, w- I was thinking... Um, Friends Q&A 101. I was thinking Act 1 Rap Party. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Hi guys, I'm Eva Letkovska and I play Meredith. Hi guys, I'm Jack Docking and I play Jasper. Hello, I am Ren Halen Triner. I play everyone else. Welcome to our very first Q&A episode. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. So uh, the way that this is going to work is we have a bunch of questions that listeners of the show have sent in, which we're going to get into a bit later. First off, I have a question for you two. Yas. How do you feel? About what? (laughs) Well, about the end of Act 1, about Episode 9. Oh, God. (laughs) It's it's just sounds. (laughs) Not even words, just sounds. Um, It was rough. Let's put it that way. Yeah, just anxious... Very anxious. Yeah, you two were shaking the entire way through recording that episode. We were. No, it, I, that it's not even a joke. We were actually physically shaking. Literally. Yeah. It's it, it, It's such a good cliff, cliffhanger, though. It's oh, so no, good. the ending was brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. Mm, we all kind of came to the end of that episode where, where the last line is, I think, I promise... And then we all just sort of sat there in silence, and then we went, "Is that is that it? Is that the end?" I think that's good end. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. It's it, it's funny because we were, it, it like the, that last episode was nothing like any of the others. It was, mm. I think there was just this dread and despair, and how we got out of that, I have no idea. I don't know. How, I don't know how we've done that. Well, we got help, so... Well, we wouldn't have done it by ourselves. We we were, no. like, literally in a sticky position. Like, yeah. we... There's no way to get out of that. But I kind of knew that, like, Ren wasn't going to kill us off, so I was like... Like, there was that kind of hope there, but... Are I you didn't... sure about that? Well, yeah. <laughs> why, why would you kill us off in the first arc? Would have been a very, very short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Game of Thrones twist, kill the main characters off. Spoilers. Roll, roll a new character. Oh my god. <laughs> Arc 2 would have started with the real protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every, wait, Jack. Which is Werther, obviously. Jack, what, who's your back? Do you have a backup character for this? Uh, uh, no, no. Not and yet, I, not yet. That would have been just a kick in the... <laughs> a kick in the stomach to have to roll another character because I'm, I'm, oh, I'm quite liking Jasper at this point. Yeah, same. But on that on that note, Jack, let's talk a bit about because you said you legit thought Jasper was going to die in that episode. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. No, I I I genuinely came to like I don't know the conclusion that I am not getting out of this. One of us has to live. I was the one kicking off, so I guess Meredith's the only one that's going to survive this. So, well, yeah. I don't even know what Meredith would have done, like, by by themselves. Like, what do I do? Look for my dog now? Like, <laughs> this is okay. Buy everything else. Go look for dog. I, would I have, don't know. I, I, I would have hoped you'd gone to look after Werther. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Oh, <wow. laughs> I don't know. 
okay. I don't no, know. I, no, I think I'm really glad we no. didn't die. No, I think Meredith would have like had a few days of like I don't know what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like you sit there and look blankly at the ceiling for like you know a week straight, and then be like, okay, I have to do something with my life now. That would have been a, a fun second episode. <laughs> oh my god, one hour of just Meredith sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. So we've heard how you two are feeling about this now. Can you give us some insight on how your characters might be feeling? Um, for me personally, I think Jasper is completely distraught. Just because, again, Werther is probably the most important thing to him. And the fact that he, he they know where he lives, which means they know where Werther lives... So he is just paranoid about the fact that Werther might be in danger and they are miles away from any help. So, yeah, just not doing too great. (laughs) Ever? Yeah, so I think because Jasper is feeling the way he's feeling, I think Meredith has to be emotionally strong one at this point and um in that case i mean there's a i think there's a sense of you know sadness and grief of what has happened because we both kind of know that we can't go back to who we were like things have changed and everything's different now and i don't know if we were on wanted posters but anyway um that would have been that right yeah that's gonna be we like we can't really go anywhere. I feel like wherever we go, we're going to be hun- hunted, hunted, hunted down. Um, so Meredith's obviously feeling the grief as well as Jasper is, but also being strong and being like, okay, um, what what can we do in this? Still like looking forward of what can we do? Um, I need to be there for Jasper because obviously he just lost someone he cares about so deeply so because I think because Meredith is as a grave digger they're kind of used to seeing people um, grieving grieving, yeah over their loved ones passing away so I think they're still a bit more I guess emotionally stable than Jasper because they're kind of used to the situation but obviously no one died but like I think, but the situation that, you know, we're not wanted is, like, is upsetting. And there is that kind of fear of what's next. But they're they're trying to, you know, figure it out, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. Thank you. Okay, so up next, uh, we're going to talk about something that usually, usually... In an actual play podcast, people talk about... This is the very first thing that people talk about. Character classes. And we haven't done that yet. We intentionally kept it a secret. Dum-dum-dum. It's all part of the illusion. Oh, yes. You had to (laughs) figure it out for yourselves. But uh, we figured if you haven't figured it out by this point, you probably won't. So we're going to talk about him. So, Eva, what class is Meredith? Um, Meredith's a cleric 
um, of the domain of the grave. Pretty obvious. Spooky. Wow. Yeah. I talk to bones. <laughs> A level four grave cleric. And yes. Jack, tell us about Jasper. Yes, so Jasper is a level three rogue and a level one bard, which logistically, if if any of you are into the whole mechanics of D&D, that is such an advantage, which is really funny because when I first created this uh, character sheet, uh, Ren <laughs> didn't realise how many advantages it would uh, give me oh, for Jasper. Do you remember that, Ren? <laughs> yeah. No. Let's talk. Actually, let's talk about your stats when you rolled your stats. Oh yeah. Because I took I took I took screenshots for, of, of all the messages you sent me. I'm gonna go find them now. <laughs> yeah. So when I like when I created Jasper, I wanted to create a character that was different to the ones you know I, I've played before. And one, uh, like I'm used to playing very intelligent characters, so I wanted to play um, one that was a bit more absent-minded, I suppose is the word for it. And yeah, Jasper sort of came out of that. But <laughs> the way the stats are set up, <laughs> they they don't really make sense when it comes to the actual skill set that I have, the skill modifiers that I have. Mm. Have you have you found them yet, Ren? Yes, yeah. I have. Ah. Okay, okay. So we have. Um, I'm going to read my... Uh, so it's 16. Good start. 9. Whoa-oh. 9. Whoa-oh. And then the next one is... Uh, that's also... There's another 9. And I said at that point, Jesus Christ. And then you rolled an 8... And I said something that I can't repeat on uh, on a show that's going to air on the radio. <laughs> and then you rolled... What is that? Oh, that, that was a 17. <laughs> so 16, 9, 9, 9, 6, 17. Oh, not an 8, a 6, I meant. Mm. Wait, wasn't mine really bad as well when we started? Not as bad as this. Oh. <laughs> um... It might. I can't remember what yours were, but they might have been also bad. But Jack rolled abysmally. We, I, I had him re-roll a few of those. I think it was it. It was the message messages you sent me after that that really just cracked me up. <laughs> oh, I don't have those. What did I say? Oh, you must have said. So. I think it was something like that. Doesn't make any sense because I, I, I think I remember sending you my character sheet and you were like what why are all these skills as high as they are oh yeah and then oh. it was because of the class that i chose and yeah bard rogues are ridiculous the amount of skills they get hmm. i mean like a rogue get what well, like a rogue gets an extra four skills and a bard gets like an extra i mean you, you don't they don't they don't all stack but like jasper has a ridiculous amount of skills I think that's what it was. It was the multi-classing. Mm. Yeah, you. I remember you saying, um, "You you can't have that because you're multi-classing." And I was like, "It, it, it it's given me it." Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I looked into it, and yeah, actually, you do get all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, I think we can talk about a bit about uh, how we all met. Yep. 
university. Yeah. So we met in uni. Um, I, I, I did. I, I think I met you first, Ava. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Broadways. I don't think I really gave much notice to Jack's existence until second <laughs> year when we did the uh, when we did um, when we had a performance together. Oh, nothing's changed. <laughs> I literally, I literally knew like everyone on our course, or at least everyone knew me, because I was the one walking into lectures, being like so smiley, and then hugging everyone. I think on our second meeting, you called me friend and then hugged me. Oh well, yeah, we we met. Well, no, I noticed you because um, we were doing one of those like end of module things where we were kind of discussing, but because you were in a different group, I didn't know you, but I noticed you because you were sitting next to my other friend. And then later on the same day, I swear, we went to Anime Sock and then I'm like, it's you and pointed at you. You remember this, right? Yes, I remember this. Yeah, and then it's like you were you pointed back and said it's you or something. We don't have to go this much, this depth oh, anyway. into detail. Anyway, and we became instant friends. This is the thing you need to know about Ava. She, she is just the most f- excitable, friendly person you will ever meet in your life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I we we I remember Aber- we we went to university in Aberystwyth, and. It was the town was called the most um, the place with the most hugs given, <laughs> and I, I I swear like half of that was Ava, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah people yeah. keep telling me that yeah, but yeah um, we all really kind of met when we did a second year performance together, um, and then I moved in with. Ava and mm. who? Yeah, my friend. Yeah, and my friend. her friend. Yeah. Uh, for third year, and that's when Ren start started coming round. Um, well, because we all lived in town, so it was just ten minutes to walk to Ren's house. It's less than that. It's yeah. Not... Okay. Yeah. Less than that. But... but in our in our in the last semester of our third year, we all started playing D and D together. I wanted together. to play D and D. Yeah, arguably the absolute worst time to start a D&D campaign. <laughs> like I I don't know if my grade suffered but maybe <laughs> it, it was a it was a relief from the stress of everything yeah. and it was very much appreciated at the time. We had You're pizza. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. We had pizza. We went out like after D&D we went out to get half price pizza at Ramos. I miss I miss the pizza. I miss the pizza so much. <laughs> That was that was the joy of playing in the same room together, um, but yeah, once once we left university, we just kept going, and we've been playing for how long now? Just over three years. Wow, the same campaign, by the oh, way. It's yes. the same campaign we've oh, been playing for over yes. three years, and you're only level ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been like just over a month in game. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, you're you're getting close to. Two months. Oh my god! Uh, maybe you're like two weeks off that. Uh. Not to get into too much detail about this campaign, but the, this private campaign that we do. But we've only just figured out all the stuff we should have figured out about a year ago. So <laughs> it's a very convoluted plot. Yes. I don't. It's all right. I don't blame you. So we're we're much we're much more vigilant on this podcast. 
But um, yes, yeah, I um, yeah. So like, I thought, hey, why not make a podcast? Um, and it took a while before, yeah, Ren decided to do it. But was <laughs> hey, what does that mean? <laughs> I like, I was like, let's do a podcast, and then you're like, okay, or something, and then it took forever before you started planning. Didn't I started planning immediately. Oh. There were oh, okay. many there were many reasons why we did not start immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. This is one it, it, the funny thing is when we suggested the podcast I was like, "Oh, that'd be that'd be cool." But I I honestly didn't expect it to happen. It's it's like one of those no. passing comments. But here we are. <laughs> recording you a Q&A. You underestimate my motivation <laughs> to do this. It, it was good, we did, because here we are. Mm. This is actually a pretty good segue into the very first question we have, okay. which is from Tim, which is, what was your motivation to start a podcast? <laughs> it was my idea first. But what was your motivation? Um, I thought, because the story, that our main campaign, the story's really good, and I thought, like... Obviously, we're all like creatives and actors, and I thought we could really, like, with the storytelling of our home game, I thought we should share this with the world because it's it's just it's just too good to not like, yeah, put out there. And then I also listened to some other podcasts and thought, well, if other people are doing it, why why can't we do it? Mm. I. I kind of got into D&D originally by watching Critical Role and then listening to The Adventure Zone. And I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. But I didn't really fully get into the idea of doing a podcast ourselves until I think I listened to uh, season two of The Adventure Zone, Amnesty. And uh, I really loved the narrative style of that. And I, I kind of, I, I think it has had an influence on my own storytelling style in the sense that no scene no scene with dialogue in it lasted any longer than it needed to. Everything was pretty tight and contained and the story moved along quickly. Like it was it's so cinematic. It's just so cinematic and I love that and I thought, I wanna do that. So here we are. What about you, Jack? I think yeah, I think for me We've been playing for just over three years, as you said, and we're so used to each other. We're so comfortable with each other. We know our boundaries. So it just sort of made sense that it. it I'm thinking about it now. As much as I didn't think it was going to happen, it, it makes perfect sense why it has now because we're so... We're, we're a t- tight-knit group, Um that knows how to work off of each other. And yeah, um, we're just, <laughs> we're very good at keeping the story going and creating really interesting characters. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we've done this. <laughs> yeah, I think what you just said about being quite close-knit, mm. um, it does show, especially when, when our characters engage and when we have character developments, I feel like, uh, throughout the years, me and you have had really good, like, character moments mm. when it was, like, really emotional but deep. Uh, yeah, emotional and deep. And But we we knew kind of when to pause or when it was... Because it was... So, there was so much weight to these scenes that we both really felt it at the same time. And 
like there were so many pauses, but they were like so real and the, this character dynamic. I don't know you and me. I feel like we we always have these really good moments, and that's one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah, as well as well as the like the banter between the characters. There's always that mm. emotional draw. That yeah yeah, those are my favorite. Mm. That's what you call cinematic. <laughs> I really love that you always uh, manage to end up with these mm. emotional character moments between the two of you when uh, you 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 never know anything about your characters before we actually start the campaign. It's always a surprise to find out who your party members are going to be. I love that. Um, question for both of you. Do you have a specific procedure when you create a character? Should I go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I. It's always a character I want to play. It'll always be. It'll always be a character that. Maybe it's it's like a backstory that I've come up with, or, um, there's like a certain trait that I like in a character that I want to play. Um. Honestly, what makes characters for me is they're more extensions of myself, whether that's, uh, like very true or so um what's the word for it whether that's a big extension or a small um just a small part of me in that character i think jasper is one of those characters that's very different from the ones i've played before uh so there's only like i can see small bits of me in that character but yeah even so it's it it's always just it's always just a character that you want you think is really interesting and you want to show to everyone else if that makes any sense i've rambled a lot there <laughs> trying to find the words no no it's good yeah I, I agree like i think every character is an extension of yourself and there's always you know a part of you that's in the character if it's big or small um, yeah, I guess you kind of, yeah, you think about the traits, what kind of traits your character or personality, then, you know, you start thinking more and more about it, and then you get, like, influenced by different medias or films that you like or games that you've played, and then it kind of, like, mashes together, and um, you start building up on that. But what I like also is to go on those fantasy generator names to find the perfect name for my character. And, um, you know, from the home game, my character's name is super long. But with this one, I kept it simple. Uh, I kept, yeah, Just, <laughs> I kept this one. Yeah, it makes more uh, sense <laughs> now. It just my makes characters, more sense. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so this character, I kept the name short, but that's because of the backstory. And a lot of, I, I think it wouldn't make sense to have a super long name for this character. Um, but yes, but there's a lot of, should I go into, I don't know, what part of me I was exploring? Sure. Yeah, well, with this character, I was exploring, well, obviously no spoilers for the backstory, but with this character, I was exploring um, the aspect of being a third culture kid. And I thought it'd be cool to, yeah, have something connected to my character and bring 
that aspect of me into the game. So, yeah. Can you explain what a third cultural oh, kid is? Oh, sorry, guys. Um, I get this question all the time. Um, a third culture kid is... Um, usually it's, uh, like, when you're growing up, so, like, to the age of 18. But um, it's when you grow up in a country that's other than your parents' culture. So, like... I guess I'm Polish, my whole family's Polish, but I only lived there for four years. Um, I grew up in Singapore and Germany and obviously living in the UK now. But yeah, it's basically when you take your your culture, like let's say mine is Polish, so my culture Polish, and then I was in Singapore, so that's the second culture. Um, that's my host country. So Germany later after that would be the host, the second host country. But um, yeah, so that one is the second culture. But the third culture is actually um, all those cultures put together. So I create my own culture through the experiences I had. Um, yeah, so it usually involves a lot of traveling around when you're young. And um, yeah, I hope that helps. And uh, Jack, can you tell us maybe some of the influences that led to you creating Jasper? Um, honestly, this was probably the first character that I played that wasn't really based off of anything. I just, I've always thought being like an inventor was really cool. Um, like or like in those fantasy worlds that there's always this mad inventor that's going around creating uh, unique i like magical items or or big ships and i i just love that that drive and i wanted a character that was really excitable and wanted to create things and basically be the life of the party um so yeah, Jasper is sort of that. I suppose. I suppose there's there is one character that's always, I've always been a fan of from when I was younger, and that was um, Beast Boy from the Teen Titans. Oh yeah. Um, like I was a massive fan of this character when I was growing up, um, especially watching the show, and I think. I suppose that's where the voice comes from. <laughs> Just this really very high-pitched, uh, squeaky voice. But yeah, actually, I take it back. It, it was it was influenced by that character, the more I think about it. <laughs> yeah, subconsciously, probably. Uh, the next question is from Tim. He sent a few in. Thank you, Tim. Have you seen Meredith Dog? <laughs> Have we? If we have, it's passed us by. <laughs> I oh. could be invisible. Where oh, is no. this dog? I like this is the one lead that we don't have at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come in later. Yeah. All right, next question. Also from Tim, what is your character's motivation to try so hard in what's going on? I'm going to twist that a little bit to um to be specific to everything that that happened in Act 1, because that's technically not yes, really going yes. on anymore. <laughs> so why did you try so hard to find the necromancer? Good question. <laughs> um, 
Ooh, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> it, it's... If it's if it spoils something, then you don't have to say. I feel like well... Jasper just got caught up in it, but at the same time, Jack, maybe he felt that he'd been stuck indoors with Werther all this time that he finally found someone that he could connect with. Um, and that's why he went along with it. Probably regretting it now, but yeah. That's... <laughs> oh. Now thinking about it, um, I do know why Meredith was doing following or trying to find the necromancer is because obviously Meredith is involved with the passing of people and it's just not right to have someone bringing people back to life because, you know, there's a circle of life. And um, so I guess Meredith just wanted to know who this person was and kind of maybe stop this from happening because in Meredith's mind, it's not right to do that. Next question is from Corin. What's your favourite part about recording? Um, It's such a different beast, recording. Like, there's such a different dynamic to when we play privately. Um... The interesting thing is, I didn't know how this... I, I don't think any of us knew how this podcast would turn out or the way um, the way it was told would turn out. It's become more like an audio drama, which I really enjoy, but that means the banter between players is minimal. But you have that banter, it's, it's sort of... Uh, channeled through the character, which is amazing. Um, whereas in our home games, we're usually chatting a lot. Obvious, honestly, if it was anything like our home games, this this ep- these episodes would be like three hours long. So I don't know if we'd survive that. <laughs> I don't think so either, but. Yeah, I yeah we'd I, we'd probably mess it up. We, we'd probably like do something that would like totally ruin. Probably would. I mean, things didn't end up pretty great anyway. No, but I think in our home game we would have probably attacked the witch fight. Or something. Okay. <laughs> about what you said, Jack, about it being uh, like kind of like an audio drama. Yeah. I did actually. I I had intended to ha- to give it a more cinematic feel. Uh. Like I said earlier about it uh, about being inspired by the adventure zone amnesty yeah that's what i wanted to say it's very it's more concise than the main game and it's like we have to there's a lot of elements that we have to think about so obviously our characters and the story itself how we fit in but also like what people will want to hear and Mm -hmm. listen to but i do like that it's yeah, it's like an audio drama. Yeah, I think this is probably one of my favourite parts too, that the fact that it is was so concise and that's that's fun in a way. And like sometimes sometimes we'll even redo a line if we do like a bad quote unquote mm. take. It's 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 quite a bit like acting, mm. like filming a film or whatever. I'm guilty of this. <laughs> I I've redone lines. I've done it too. I've done it too. <laughs> I'm too quiet I mean, I, most of the like, time. Like I tend to ramble, and then I lose my train of thought during the game. I'm doing it in the Q and A, which I've noticed. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's just who I am. But yeah, it it's helpful in that way. 
Next question is from Michael. It is for you, Eva. Oh. Um, this is, there are quite a lot of um, exclamation marks and question marks at the end of this, so Uh-oh. I'm going to try Uh-oh. and bring that across in my voice. What is the dog's name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, guys. The, the dog does have a name. Um, it does, but I'm not going to spoil it. See, <laughs> it, it it's funny because we've spent so much time together, yet we've never asked what this dog's name is. Like, we could have called out... We're not. We're, what were we doing when we were searching for this dog all this time? We were whistling. Were we, we, I don't know. Were we just shouting? I'm assuming you were whistling. Were we just shout, shouting deer hound or something like that? Or greyhound, I guess. Or greyhound, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got... Yeah, I did think a lot about the name and I came with a meaningful one. But yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Sorry. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait till we're at season, what, four? And we find out this name. (laughs) Next question, again from Tim. What is something about your character that you are trying to bring out slash experiment with? I think we kind of covered this a bit earlier, like with um, Mm. Meredith and like your experience with being a a TCK. Yeah. But uh, Jack, is there anything you can... Contribute, yeah? Yeah. Um, so I think it was very much demonstrated in episode nine, because, again, it was such a, a different feel, that episode. Ja- Jasper has this sort of... F- I, I, how do I say this? It, it's like um, it's all fun and games until he meets someone he feels very much dominated by like a presence like um i think i'm trying to bring out that jasper's still a child in this game and even though he's being the sort of protector Hmm. uh, there's no one really there to protect him or at least not at the moment but we'll see yeah, I think with Meredith, um, they're quite awkward in a way. Like they don't really like they know they no, they don't really know what's going on. They're very literal. They take things literally. Um and yet still like how I think I'm experimenting how Meredith interacts with yeah, I guess different people. because um, usually they live um, in this small temple with a pre was a priest, yeah, with a priest, and like has n- not much of a social life except for when they are helping out bury people. Um, so I guess Meredith is trying to, I guess, fit in and see how, you know, how to interact with d- all kinds of people. Next question is from B. If you would assign your character or NPCs of interest a song that you listen to on a regular basis, what would it be and why? Um, We've got playlists. We... Just saying. <laughs> uh, I, have, I haven't done mine yet. I need to do mine. What? I know. You're always the first one to, am, to do playlists. I am shocked. I know. I'm a 
Ma- well, massive music. Let's pull out mine. <laughs> massive music fan as well. So. Okay. Well, I did talk about being a third culture kid, so definitely Alice Morton, No Roots. Um, yeah, I've got a lot. I've got at least four songs on my playlist that have something to do with dogs. Um, that makes complete sense, doesn't it? Please tell me who let the dogs out is on there. Oh no! Actually, is it not on there? I did. No, I did. I did. I did think about it before before putting it on, but I thought like it didn't have anything to do with the story, like with the backstory and the characters, so I didn't put it on. So it, all my songs, like the lyrics, like they, yeah, they have something to do with my character. <laughs> and there's a few I can't say yet. Um, where is it? Okay, here's my playlist. Um, yeah, so Alice, uh, oh, Marathon, um, No Roots. Um, then I've got, oh, um, I am picturing Meredith as the kid from Isle of Dogs, if any of you have seen it, but literally that <laughs> is... Have have you seen it, Jack? I've seen it. I know. Is not Meredith like the kid? Yes, the main I, can, I yes, can see the like similarities. I only noticed that after creating Meredith. Um, then I've got a song called "Chasing Butterflies." Um, is that another one about dogs? Yes, and I've got a song my dog wrote, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I've got a song here. This is not goodbye, which is quite interesting. But yeah, that's I've got more, but I'm not gonna. Go Spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> I also make playlists for NPCs. Dum, dum, dum. Um, most of the ones I have for this campaign are incomplete and I don't have very many. And most of the songs on there are very spoilery. So I can't really say much. I will, I will, I will give you one. This is from Ang's playlist. And it's Time Adventure from Adventure Time. Of course, of course, that song's on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there is one song for Jasper, and it's "Chosen Family" by Re- oh, Rina Sawayama. Of course, I should have seen that coming. Yeah, mm. it just it, it made sense. It made complete sense that. Um, well, it makes sense now, yeah. Yeah, and I think it will make more sense as time goes on. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Okay, this next question is again from Corin. It is for me. Ooh. What is the hierarchical system in your world like? So, specifically for Carlad, it's a monarchy. The country is currently governed over by uh, the Prince Regent, Rinduran. However, in a few months, he will be stepping down as Prince Regent, and his daughter, Jennifer, is going to become queen when she comes of age. So the reason why Rinduran is, is Prince Regent is because uh, his wife, the Queen, uh, she died. And because he was not a direct descendant of the royals, he he does not become king. So he's just a regent. And so when Jennifer becomes of age, then she is the true queen and will take her place on the throne. Yup. Next question is from Dan. Who would flip the table first? Jack. (laughs) Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. Both player and character would flip the table first. Yeah, literally. (laughs) They'd help each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think think 
if you if you've been a fly on the wall in any of our home games, that makes so much sense. Oh yes. So I probably what would Meredith do if that happened? Like, just stare at it. I can't. I can't wait until that happens. Mm. It. It. Like, I know it's going to happen. I know in, in like. I don't know, 10 more episodes, something's going to yeah. make me freak out. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Yes. <laughs> Next question from Corin again. Who's your favourite NPC? Jennifer. I don't know why. I genuinely don't. I, because we haven't spoke to Jennifer at all. But I can't. I can't. I. I don't. I don't really know why. Like, yeah. I. I don't know. Just. Just Jennifer for some reason. All right. Yeah. Ever. What was that lady's name that recognized apparently murdered? Oh, Eleanor. Yes, that one. Oh yeah. Because I want to know more, and she seemed really nice. She was based off a character from... Uh, there's this Chinese drama I watch called Noverna and Fire. Do not send me any spoilers. Do not. I am not finished yet. But there's this... Um, but Eleanor was based off the, emperor, the emperor's grandmother. She's this really kind old lady who's like very forgetful. And she, when she meets the, the main character, she mistakes him for someone else. And... It's a great scene. I love that scene because everyone else in the room is standing around going, oh, uh-oh, no, uh-oh, no. <laughs> so that's where the inspiration for Eleanor came from. Yeah. My favourite NPC. Ooh. Um, it changes. Every week. Every, I love them all. They're all my children. I love I love Jennifer. I love Gethin. I love Mary. Oh. But also, like, every time... Every time I start properly thinking about a new NPC, I love them. I just, ah, oh, yes. Like like when I was preparing for episode nine, Manon Maddock. Oh, I love her. No. The most annoying just... character. The, I love her. The utter panic I had it, yeah. internally when I heard that mm. name for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember you saying after the session that you were glad we couldn't see your face. Yeah. <laughs> because it did things. It did things. Next question, again from Corin. If your character could cast one spell outside their class, which would it be and why? I think it would be something more fighting-based because right now, like, every time I look at my character, like, my spells, when I want to help out in a situation, it's like, oh, there's not much I can do. I can support, but, like, I can't attack much. You do have spells that do damage. Do I? Maybe yeah. I haven't picked them as my... I've got like three healing spells on my... That's day, good. Day. Oh, it's good, yeah. Um, But like maybe yeah, maybe something with I know, maybe a druid spell or something. Like make it hail. That would be cool. <laughs> Get the weather in. Um... Reincarnation. Wait, what? That's a for spell. Jasper. Reincarnation. Ooh, is that a spell? Why would you? Yes, it is a spell. Why would you choose reincarnation over something else like resurrect? Um, what's the difference? 
Um, with reincarnation, there's no guarantee that you will look the same. You could, you could, you're very likely to end up a, as a completely different race. Mm-hmm. I just think. Hang on. I'm just realizing that the reason why. I can't really say at the moment. Oh, I just got it. I just understood. Yeah. Okay. That's what I pick, though. Okay. Secrets. <laughs> I'm well. From what he said in episode nine, I'm getting a few ideas. <laughs> Next question is from Tim. Uh, Tim asked, "What was the most defining moment in your character's backstory, and how do they think back on it?" But I'm going to twist that a little bit because spoilers. What was the most defining moment of Act 1 for your character? And how did they think back on it? Oh, honestly, (laughs) probably that last episode. (laughs) Just the entirety of that last episode. Um, Hmm. But also, like, I'm I'm not going to choose that. I'm going to go with meeting Tilly and spending time with Tilly. Okay. Because... I feel like Jasper sees himself in Tilly in in a strange way. But again, that would be telling at this point. I find this question very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the last episode was a lot of character development for us, I think. Um, oh, 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 oh! It was when the ne- uh, necromancer um, brought the people back to life and Meredith, uh, everyone was hiding in the temple and Meredith was like, I'm not going to hide in the temple. I need to save this town. And it was that moment when Meredith was on their knees, like looking up at the sky, thinking about Freya and about their duty as a cleric and then how they turned around and went into the city to um, help everyone that was that was a massive moment there we go this question is from michael will there be more guests in the future yes there will it it adds such a different dynamic to the group when a guest comes Mm. on it's brilliant yeah robin did bring uh, some insights about somehow the outside world that was quite useful that there's other magic users and i feel that's what I like about bringing guests on is because they can bring some insights and develop our characters or make our characters move in a different new direction that we wouldn't have thought we would go. And Robin was mm-hmm. awesome, by the way. Yeah, Robin was. was amazing. Uh, just embodied that character. It was brilliant. So thank you for being on our podcast, Robin. Thank you, Robin. But yeah, no, my favourite parts with Robin was listening to the floor. <laughs> because Meredith took it so literally. Yes. Oh my god. And then we had people staring at us. <laughs> okay, this is our final question. No! <laughs> That's what? the correct response. Well, we did it. We got, we got a few more, but either, you know, they're either spoilery or just not entirely relevant and i thought oh okay oh onions we'll have to save some questions for another q a yes 
So, last question from Tim again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for you two. Where do you think the story will take you? So this is the point where you give me your theories. Come on, tell me your theories. We all know that I crave theories. Oh. Well, we're definitely not coming back to the city anytime soon. No, definitely not. I think we're unwanted there. You think? Well, I'm 101% sure we're unwanted. Unless there's someone there that still wants us, but... No. Oh, yes. Well, Ang said... He... Anyway, he's got prophecies. They, they... They've got prophecies. But, I don't know. We'll probably eventually get come back there. But, like, not in this arc, I don't think. I feel like... The Maddox have a bigger pass in all of this. Oh my god, they're coming after us. Because mm. there's like different witch finders. Oh no, we are not but I, going. But I feel like in the bigger scheme of things, they're plotting something. And it's Just to do with the royal family. Makes sense. Because mm. basically, um, yeah, when she said she didn't have the full story, but she didn't care about the if it was true or not she was just killing us anyway to what did she say she was evil as well i'm like seriously you're gonna tell all of this before you kill us she didn't say she was evil she said that one day they will see you as victims and her as the villain the villain yeah see she's pure evil (laughs) not writing history for herself there wait so did she know we were going to die or not in that moment? She was pretty sure we were going to die, right? I mean, it sure seemed like, you know, so why putting you on the that pyre. They'll see us as victims. and In, in the future. Then... Yeah, I know in the future, but that means it kind of sounds like either she's not going to succeed in what she's doing. Perhaps I should have phrased it differently. I think what she actually said was, one day people will look back on this and see it as a tragedy. Insinuating that something bad was going to happen. Why would they see it as a tragedy if they're kill- uh, killing magic users for the for the good? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. This makes Who no knows? sense. Why would she see it that way? Unless, unless she wants to be... The magic hero. I I have feel. I've got feeling. I've got a feeling. She's, she's got magic. Oh, but she, yeah. I mean, she's still a good detective because she kind of starts putting things together. I don't think she needed magic for that, but she's still got some things wrong. But I think she did it on purpose as well. Like she kind of knew they were wrong, so she just like put it together and be like, yeah, whatever. I sort of want to know what the Court of Miracles are planning to do. Yeah, like, are they hunting witches? Witchfinders? Mm. Are they hunting witchfinders? I want to see if Ang has anything to do with it. Yeah, Ang, Ang, what does Ang want from us? They they seem to think we're best buddies, and we're like, <laughs> we just met you. I mean, they, they got us out of uh, the death penalty, so... What? They got us out of being killed. Yes. The death. So I. I, I want to know their motivation. Like why? I mean, apparently they know the 
they see prophecies, but I don't quite know. We we kind of really don't know what's going to happen in um, Arc 2 for us. It, all we want to do is get away and kind of find some peace for a while, I guess. Yeah. So we can think through what's happened and what we're going to do about it. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have for this episode. Any extra ones that we got sent we might uh, do in our next Q&A episode. Who knows when that will be? Perhaps we'll do another one at the end of Act 2. Act 2 will begin with Episode 10. There is going to be a time skip. (laughs) Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Yes, so... Thank you for listening. Ah, uh, what can we say here? Oh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Here There Be Cast. We have a Discord server. Come join us. It's lots of fun. Ever crave selfies. Ever crave selfies. Um, we we post lots of, like there's pictures of pets. There's pictures of cakes we make. Gen- I, general theories. Oh, there is an entire channel dedicated to theories, and I love that channel. Please, if you have theories about the show, let me know. I will owe you my life. Bake us cakes, right? <laughs> Instead of owing your life, you can bake us all that, cakes. That would probably be the safer option, yes. <laughs> okay, I shall bake cakes. They're good. We're getting... We're, this is good Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're Thank sorry we rambled a lot during this Q&A, but I Don't apologise! Well, <laughs> someone has to. It shows who we are as people. This is us being our natural selves. People never get to see this in the usual episodes. There's a no, reason. because we cut out everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we cut out a lot. That's why it's so audio drama-like, which is great. I, I, I do want to just quickly throw in here we're still getting used to recording. Um, Are we? But the more we get used to it, the more we'll open up on, especially in these Q&As and um, during our sessions. So we hope you stick around. Um, thank you for listening so far. Yes, thank you for listening. We've said that like three times. <laughs> we didn't go into the Welsh part. Okay, end. Another time. I don't know where to stick that in now. This is yeah. supposed to be an outro. It's got way out of hand. Well, we're going to cut this out anyway, right? I, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, let's just... Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.